Spoken here with your host, the Maestro Eddie C. McLeod. That's me, y'all. of truth spoken here. Now, I want to talk today about some things that um, being a man of uh, nearly 60 years old, I'll be 60 years old in about three more months. Um, I want to talk about some things that I never thought that I would live to see. You know, I've seen a lot in my time, you know, um, but it's some things that I never thought I'd live to see. And um, I want to talk about those things today. Now, to begin with, eggs, a staple of most people's daily diet, have now become a luxury item. Now, there was a time when eggs were probably among cheapest food items that you could buy, the incredible edible egg. I remember those commercials when I was uh, young. I was, um, I'm, that was in my childhood or <laughs> teenage years or whatever. I remember they, the incredible edible egg. And, um, you know, eggs are, like I said, a staple of most people's daily diet. Um, we use them to, uh, in recipes, we use them for, like, breakfast. Um, we use eggs for you know, a, a bunch of recipes call for eggs. And it's just sad that now, you know, eggs are like, for a dozen of eggs, you're paying around $4 a dozen. And depending on where you live at, you may pay more than that. You know, like, you ever been in one of these places where there's like a food desert where there might not be any grocery stores around for the next 10 miles in any direction? You know, the thing is, you know, like, uh, I get that we're going through a, a great period of inflation and all that. But, I mean, come on. It's like none of the politicians are doing anything about this. Families are really struggling. So, that's one of the things that I never thought I would see. Next on the list, school shootings and other mass killings have become such common occurrences that now we're not even shocked by such events anymore. We just accept them as uh, par for the course. Now, you know, um, I don't even know where to begin with this thing because, like, you know, like we, we see now we're in, I think, 
we've had, I don't know how many weeks in this month, uh, I mean, in this year so far, we've had, um, I think we had about week 14 or something like that. And on average now, we've had a killing, uh, a shooting, some kind of shooting every week, some kind of mass shooting. On average. And you know, still no gun legislation comes forward. And it's like you're daring people to say anything about this. Like the two politicians I talked about on my last podcast uh, from Tennessee that were expelled because they dared to protest the fact that uh, there's uh, no kind of gun control legislation forthcoming. In spite of what's happening in their state. And you know, the first thing, every time we have one of these, whether it be a school shooting or shooting at a mall, whatever, you hear the people who are gun advocates, Second Amendment advocates, and um, you hear them always talking about, well, they're going to take our guns away. No, nobody's coming for your guns. We're just saying that uh, we want some common sense gun control. We want to keep the guns out of the hands of uh, these people that are uh, the nutcases, basically, I'm going to call, call them. Uh, people with mental health issues, it's, that's, that's, a, that's a kind of gentler term. You know, maybe there needs to be better uh, background checks as far as um, looking into, like, people's mental state and stuff when they're buying a gun or whatever. But, you know, I guess if, uh, we're just going to go on and, like, uh, continue to um, have our children sacrificed, you know, our future generations, you know, like I read, a, I heard a story on the radio uh, yesterday. I don't know what state this is in, but uh, this guy basically, he was a professor, I think, and he um, had his students get him a writing assignment to write their own obituaries. And that's sad because uh, that's the reality now that uh, such a thing could happen, you know, like, but, you know, we've seen many of these shootings have been at institutions of higher learning. Uh, Virginia Tech, um, for one, uh, there were some others I can't, you know, Virginia Tech is the one that sticks out in my mind. But anyway, you know, um, let's move on from that because, uh, you know, like, seems like sometimes we talk about gun control and shit, like beating a dead horse because it doesn't look like they're going to be anything done about it anytime soon. Next. I'm going to tie these next two things sort of together. The events of January 6, 2021 and its aftermath. You all know what happened on January 6, 2021. I don't have to go into detail about that. And then you have one man who basically committed something bordering on treason and incited a deadly riot and um, still pretty much going unpunished and allowed to seek a second presidential term. Also, it's just crazy. You know, I never thought I'd see a politician that um, has members of his own party as well as the opposition almost deathly afraid to speak ill of him. And of course, you know, I'm referring to uh, our 45th president, uh, President Donald Trump, former President Donald Trump. And um, 
you know, I don't want to like get get on. I don't even know where to start with this guy, but you know, you know, uh, because like <laughs> there's so much to draw from here, and you know, like uh, it's just amazing the sway this guy has over his followers and stuff. You can't hardly you can hardly say anything without about him without uh making people question your patriotism. People, people will die for this man. I'm telling you. We've already seen that. We had that lady that died on January 6th. Um, that was basically came to came to Washington D.C. and um, she was killed by the Capitol Police, I believe. So it's just amazing, this man. You know, the the sway he has over people, and it's just um. Mind-boggling, really. Now, just imagine if we would follow God's law the way many of these people out here are following this man. So, you know, I'm just going to leave that at that. You know, because uh, enough said about that. The next thing on my list I never thought I'd see a time where being pulled over by cops for simple traffic infractions would result in death numerous times. And this particularly happens if you happen to be driving while black. And uh, this, this happens more so to black males than it does to females, but we did see one female, at least one female, Sandra, uh, what was her name? Sandra Blaine. She got pulled over and for a traffic stop and uh, she ended up dying um, while in custody. And you know, of course they claimed it was a suicide, but uh, I don't buy that. But um, over and over we see simple traffic stops resulting in deaths and then, uh, one was um, the one that comes to mind immediately right now was uh, Tyree Nichols, who was killed by some black police officers, you know, which is just, which is like equally horrific to me. Because, you know, um, I'm not about blaming the problems of the black community on other people because, uh, you know, like, and really truly, I think, you know, we are always hollering about Black Lives Matter, and that's true, but, uh, until they begin to matter to us, they're not gonna matter anybody to anybody else. I've said that before. And um, I wanna state right now that really and truly, I'm more outraged when I see members of my own race kill members of our, you know, kill us. I'm, I'm more outraged by black on black crime than I am. I'm, I'm outraged by you know, white cops killing black people or white people killing black people or whatever for, for racist reasons. But I'm, I'm more upset when I see us kill each other. And you know, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna leave that at that. Okay. Next on the list. I never thought I'd live to see the war that is being waged right now on morality and Judeo-Christian values 
suppression of truth being replaced by government overreach of many vital aspects of our daily lives and a celebration of hedonism and immoral behavior in our society. You know, right now, you know, it's like the worst, the worst things you do or the more outrageous things you do, the more celebrated you will be and you know you know everybody it's like we live in an era now where everybody can get their 15 minutes of fame be that for something good or bad and a lot of times it's the bad that's celebrated over the good you know with and with uh, social media and the event of stuff like TikTok and you got all these other uh, social media platforms and so like I say, everybody can be an instant celebrity now for doing something terrible and get applauded for it, and that's sad. Meanwhile, like I say, we're seeing suppression of truth. You know, you got stuff like uh, they don't want critical race theory taught because uh, you know it's, it's, there's there's an attempt to um, erase history. And, um, you know, like I said, we got government overreaching many vital aspects of our daily lives. You know, now I'm not a fan of, uh, I'm kind of like with, with abortion. I have, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I'm, I'm against abortion, but at the same time, I kind of believe that's between uh, that woman and and God, basically, that's, that's, that's where I'm at with that. So, you know, like, uh, that's something that that woman makes a choice to do that, that uh, she has to uh, live with that for the rest of her life, and that, you know, and stuff. So, but you're seeing now uh, with, uh, you know, recently, the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade. That's just one example of a uh, government overreach in our lives. So. Next on the list, I never thought that I would live to see Latinos and other minorities in this country accomplishing in two or three generations what African Americans haven't been able to do in 400 years. Now, this one, um, it's one of those things where it's shame on us, not shame on them. You know, like uh, you know, like I hear a lot of talk about, hear a lot of people bad mouthing the Mexicans in particular. And um, you know, you say what you want about them, but you got to admire their work ethic. And um, instead of hating on them, we should be studying what they're doing because uh, I've been seeing lately some of them have businesses. Um, you know, as far as um, like uh landscaping businesses and you know they're about they're, they're about when one makes it he goes and pulls another one up that's what that's what it seems that's what seems to be happening and you know we need to adopt that same mentality and stuff and um also what you're seeing with uh them and these other minorities is they're creating and sustaining generational wealth which is something that uh i don't think is being I don't know we're not, whether it's, it's that we're not teaching our kids that anymore. They just don't care or they're just not getting the message. I don't know what the case is, but, um, you know, one of the best ways to create generational wealth is, like, 
And simplest ways is like buying a house because you can then pass that house on to uh, your children or whatever. And um, it helps to create and sustain generational wealth. And frankly, that's how these other races and ethnic groups are staying on top of us by uh, that's one of the one of the main things that's um, keeping them on top of us. So you know, like I said, that's shame on us, not shame on them. We can't get mad at anybody. Um, you know, you hear a lot about the Asians. Uh, you know, a couple years ago, you were hearing about Asian hate. You know, people like uh, just targeting Asians for no reason and stuff. And um, sadly, I saw one instance where there was like a a black guy that attacked, I think it was an Asian woman, I'm not sure, maybe an Asian, I know it was an Asian, if I'm not mistaken, it was an Asian woman. I mean, that's like this uncalled for, you know, like um, I don't condone violence, first of all, of any kind, unless it's like in self-defense. So, I mean, you know, like, you know, we, I know sometimes these things are done out of frustration and uh, frustration coupled with ignorance, that's what it was, that's what it is. But uh, you got then you just got people out there that are just plain mean. But like I said, if you instead of getting mad at these other groups that are getting ahead of us, <laughs> um, <laughs> we need to be studying, finding out what they're doing, befriend them if you can. And just 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 simply ask them, you know, how they got started in their whatever they're doing, their business, whatever. Just ask. I mean, I, you know, like. I don't think you have anything to lose by asking, or whatever. Okay. The last thing on my list that I never thought I would live to see. When I was a child, you know, uh, you know, we could aspire to all kinds of things. And um, at one point, you know, um, I've always been fascinated with uh, history. And I was fascinated particularly with uh, the presidents. I remember when I was in like maybe second grade, second or third grade, I knew all the presidents in order, and I still do to this day. Um, and there are several of them that I was fascinated with the lives of, um, uh, the Kennedys in particular, you know, until like later I kind of learned um, that um, John F. Kennedy in particular was not actually such a good guy. Maybe Bobby wasn't either. Then, you know, I saw stuff with Edward and stuff, but, you know, like, at the end of the day, we're all human. And I, I was still, you know, I'm still fascinated by history, not so much now with the presidents, because, uh, well, and truly now, we don't get, <laughs> let's just face it, we don't get anything worth bragging on lately. Not much. But, um, one of the things I never thought I would live to see was a black man elected president of the United States. And of course I'm referring to the 44th president, Barack Obama. Now you know, Obama's not without his detractors, even amongst African Americans. There are those to say, you know, he didn't do anything for us. I'm not here to debate that point one way or the other. 
Because I will say this, if he didn't do anything else for us, he did show our kids the realm of possibility. They will work hard, study, and pursue excellence. So for that alone, I applaud the brother, you know, and I, you know, like, um, I'm just going to leave it at that as far as like, uh, what he did for us. But, uh, I was growing up like I said, I never imagined that I would live to see that. Um, now Martin Luther King said, I don't know when it was. I think he said in 40 years we would have a black president. He said that during his lifetime. I think he said that somewhere around, um, I don't know, it was in the 60s, you know, before he, well, before he got killed. He said that, I, I, I think it was like late in his life. He said in 40 years we would have a black man elected president. I think he missed the mark by a few years, but uh, it did happen, you know, and it was like something that none of us could ever imagine. And, you know, I, I only wish that my... Uh, Grandmother could live to see that. My aunt, I had an aunt, an aunt um, that um, she almost lived to see it. She, um, I think she she passed uh, right before he got elected. Either right before he, right before he, I know it was doing his campaign. She got a, she she passed. She didn't live to see him take office. But I wish those two ladies could have lived to see that. And also my boy, one of my best friends, Wallace. I wish Wallace could have lived to see that because uh, I know that would have had all of them grinning from ear to ear. And it was a milestone, certainly a milestone in uh, American history, particularly in black American, African American history, whatever you want to call it. So, at any rate, that's just my little list of things that um, I thought I would never live to see. So until next time, may God bless and keep you and peace be upon you.